Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Unlike previous weeks where we have big, happy, fancy music at the beginning and a great topic to speak about this week, obviously we're not going to do that. The topic that I had planned on speaking about up until yesterday is now going to be shelved for another week. As many of my listeners probably know at this point, because it's all over the mainstream media, is that Israel is officially at war. The reason they are at war is not by some media sources, because Israel is somehow an occupying force that is finally getting what they deserve. The reality is that a terrorist organization that is allowed to run free in the entire world, where no one speaks out against them, has perpetrated one of the worst acts of terrorism against the country. Some posts that I've seen online show that this is the worst massacre of the Jewish people in one day since the Holocaust. That's a very sobering thing to think about. I've also seen the posts of a group of 600 people or images of stick figures to represent the 600 at this point that we know are dead. I wanted to do this podcast this week because I think it's important that we share our feelings because I know that many of you are probably feeling similar to how I feel and I want you to realize that you are not alone. The feelings of helplessness overcame me when I woke up and saw all of the news about what was going on. Being so far away in the diaspora, we really have no way of helping other than sending our prayers, which is such a pathetic thing that people do when something happens, but really it is the only thing that we can do. Part of me even actually thought of getting on a plane and showing up at the Israeli airport and saying, let me do something, although I don't know what they'd let me do or how much good I would do. Many top world figures have come out in support of Israel and defending themselves Some better than others, some took a little time before they can craft the proper statement as if it's not clear what was going on is bad. They had to make sure they didn't offend the other side of the terrorists by saying that they were wrong. The United States President Joe Biden says that he gives Israel their full support and that he will support them in whatever they need. However, I want to point out the fact that it is a little sad that the United States president is not committing to cut the funding of Hamas and other Palestinian organizations that are using money to funnel into their terrorism operations. This attack, unfortunately, probably wouldn't have taken place had it not been for the funding coming from Iran and other organizations funneled through these supposed humanitarian aid. I think that the United States and other countries, rather than sending their thoughts and prayers and even money or bullets should maybe consider getting to the root of the problem and speaking out against the Hamas leadership and cutting all access for funding. They should support Israeli blockades on the Palestinian areas that are hostile to the country. That's one thing that unfortunately many of these leaders leave out. They like to say that they support Israel, which is very often the case. However, they are not not supporting Hamas and the Palestinian Authority. I think the one thing, aside from obviously the horrific events that we all witnessed through video and uh, various accounts posting disgusting, horrible things, I think a lot of diaspora Jews are feeling like we are not getting supported by our friends. And that was the second thing that I felt very quickly after the first anger and fear was the fact that nobody that I stood up for None of my friends from anywhere around the world, when we stood up to support the Persian people up against their regime, the Armenian people against the genocide that's going on right now, all of these other groups that we as Jewish people have supported and said, look, this is wrong and what we need to do is stand up, none of them are standing up for us right now. And I honestly, the silence is deafening. 
And I guess it's weird because the silence that we hear normally when rocket fire happens or a random stabbing happens, we've gotten used to it. And that's actually a pretty sad thing to think about how the Jewish people have just accepted that nobody seems to care when people are murdered in Israel. But this seems different. This is like, there's no justification. You know, there's no people saying, well, you know, you have the Iron Dome, so who really cares if they shoot thousands of rockets at you? Or, hey, you know, that was just one crazy lone person who went stabbing a whole bunch of people. This is very different. And yet, for some reason, people still have trouble coming out with a full-throated statement against it. And I don't understand why. I put out a poll on our JDR podcast Instagram account, and I asked people, Why do you think that your friends and people who are not so openly supportive of Israel are so afraid of saying something and and speaking out against the horror that we've all witnessed? And my listeners, for the most part, 44% of you said that there's fear of being considered pro-Israel by posting anything in support of the safety and well-being of Jewish people who live in Israel should give them fear, fear of being judged, fear of being uh, a colonizer or whatever it might be. And it's just so tragic that people are so afraid to say anything because the, unfortunately, other side has made it hostile and toxic to even show any kind of humanity towards the Jewish people who live in Israel. The second highest vote is people who said that they don't understand the conflict. So that could be true. And I was thinking that maybe some people are like, look, you know, I see what's going on here, but maybe there's another side. So I don't really want to do the wrong thing and show support for Israel because just in case, maybe there's some other side to this. But I struggle with that because honestly, like, I can't think of anything that someone could possibly do on the other side of kidnapping children, old people, uh, young people at a concert, parading their bodies around after they're dead. Like, what's the other side here? Like, if this isn't clear enough for you, that at least condemn the one side. You don't even need to say that the, that the Israelis are perfect and right. But like... You can't even condemn the one side for doing what they're doing. And you see it with your own eyes. And I just, I'm I'm shocked. And the last thing that people thought was that people were too lazy and selfish to consider others, which I mean, unfortunately is a thing. So, you know, that could be the case. No matter what the reason is on why people don't stand up and support Israel online, or even God forbid, like your post, you know, I post anything about this stuff and you get no likes no comments. Maybe you get a few sheepish little uh, direct messages from people going like, I support you, but I don't want anyone to know I'm supporting you. It really is a shame. And I think that this is almost like the straw that broke the camel's back for many people. I've seen many people on my social media posting essentially the message of, if you can't call this out, please unfollow and unfriend me. We can no longer be friends because a lot of Jewish people are just having enough of people justifying it or ignoring it, putting their head in the sand and not taking a stance How can you not take a stance against something like this? Honestly, I have no idea. The one thing I struggle with here is that knowing that the views of these videos of people who are doing something so disgusting are getting, you know, massive hits and shares among people who enjoy that kind of thing or are proud of that kind of thing. The people who see Jews crying on the news claiming that their children have been kidnapped, you know, that people get uh, an enjoyment out of this. It's, it's scary. On the one hand, you want to project like pride and fearlessness and, you know, uh, you aren't going to win and you're not going to beat us and you're not going to torment us and terrorize us. But on the other hand, we are human 
And I mean, we're all feeling this way and, and it's hard to not want to share that with other people in hopes that they'll realize that this is a serious issue that they should take a stand on. And honestly, seeing these rallies that are all over the world right now, including in Canada where I am, these pro-Palestinian rallies, which I use air quotes when I say that, because really they're just anti-Israel people. They are not pro-Palestinian. Please explain to me how murdering, killing, raping, kidnapping people who are Israeli is somehow pro-Palestinian. Explain that to me. It is not. It is anti-Israel, not pro-Palestinian. So if you are standing up now and celebrating this, it just shows your true colors in the end. And so for anybody out there who thinks that this is a pro-Palestinian movement, who just wants land, who just wants peace, who just wants uh, self-determination, this attack, and anybody who supports this attack has no interest in peace, no interest in land, nothing. They want death, murder, destruction, and humiliation of the Jewish people, not just Israelis, the Jewish people. Honestly, I've ranted for a lot longer than I probably expected to. And I know that you and I out there are probably feeling the same thing. The sadness from the lack of support from people, the mediocre support from politicians, and the general and, and very true fear of what's going to happen next. Not since the Yom Kippur War did we get caught off guard and such a devastating thing happen. And the irony that it happened pretty much on the anniversary of the Yom Kippur War probably isn't an accident. I'm sure this was planned. I'll end this podcast with something that I said to a friend of mine in trying to support her sadness and her, her fear. In the end, Israel will be fine. Israel is not going anywhere. Israel will never surrender. Israel has the most powerful army and people like me and you and everyone else who supports it. And I will go there if they call me. I will show up ready to go. I don't care if I have to peel potatoes. I don't care if I have to clean weapons or take someone else's job doing something else in the regular state so they can go off and do whatever they need to do to save this country. I will do it and I will show up happily. But I told my friend Israel will be fine. But the question is, at what cost? How many lives will be lost on our side? Unfortunately, innocent Palestinians will be lost on their side due to their own leadership and their own hostage takings. And I cannot imagine the fear and trauma that this is going to cause. This is nothing short of terrorism. And if you can't call that out, truthfully, I think you should stop listening to my podcast. Be strong, be proud, and our thoughts and prayers legitimately go out to those families who are in mourning right now or are fearing for the lives of those who have been taken. We love you, we are behind you, and we will never, never, never give up on you. I will leave you with the most beautiful and touching sounds of the Israeli soldiers getting ready to go to war, singing the national anthem, Hatikva, a song that our people have sung for generations whenever facing times of hardship and struggle. We have a hope, and that is the state of Israel. Amen.